0: Hello and welcome to the Carbetrage Podcast episode 272. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hey, that's me. How was that hair on the top of your hams? Oh, it's about to be in my mouth and I'm glad it wasn't. Awesome. I'm glad you were able to recover before you needed to drink it. Yes. Uh, We have the exact same beer combination as last episode. Ryan, you have a hams, I have a Colorado Kool-Aid, and... Patreon.com forward slash Carbetrage. On this super custom website, you will find three open-ended levels of support starting at a buck a month to help us pay hosting costs. And if we ever get past hosting costs, beer as well. Patreon.com forward slash Carbetrage. I was talking
1: uh, to you and before we started recording the last episode. Correct. I went to a New Year's party with like a bunch of friends that are like craft beer snobs. Mm-hmm. And I brought in a 30-pack of hams <laughs> and craft beer. But... Uh, I was watching I said uh, the hams are for everyone if you want them and I was watching throughout the night people just started drinking more and more hams because hams is a good beer it's not like a Budweiser it is an objectively good beer like it is wonderful for what it is <laughs> now was like saying like
0: no you find me a craft <clears throat> Pilsner that keeps up with the hams like you won't because this is craft Pilsners are rarer than they ought to be also by the way
1: yeah no this is the thing is like a Pilsner. Making a good Pilsner is like making a really good vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can make a good Pilsner... Or a
0: great California cheeseburger. It's like, if you can master the most yeah, basic element exactly. of producing something, you killed it. Yeah, like a good cheese pizza. Like,
1: you yep. cannot hide behind your weird thing. Right. Like, whenever I go to a brewery and they're like, here's our, do- our double Imperial Doppelbach with like, caramel hot fudge, caramel, and <laughs> cum <coffee." laughs> farts in it. Like... Uh, dude, no. Like, I want your like, give me your most generic beer because I want to
0: judge yeah. the what's quality. your house.
1: I want to see the quality of what you're actually making, not whatever gimmick you have this Show week. Show me what you're shoveling. Because like, whenever somebody's like, "Yeah, dude, check out this really cool like peanut butter and jelly IPA or something," like, I'm like, Ooh. no. First off, you. But second off, like, whenever I taste it, I taste the IPA itself, and it's. Awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Yes. But if I find something like Indeed, like their Flavor Wave, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Well, some hazies can be fantastic. Yeah. Well, no, I mean Flavor isn't that. Like, that's
0: just pizza critiques, compare cheese, pizza. Fr-
1: yeah, Chris, yeah, Yeah, it's yeah. you compare them because... You can't hide behind anything. Well,
0: everyone in the MSP Burger Group. It's like I appreciate the, the reviews so I can like go try these new places, but they're always ordering ridiculous, the crazy things. burgers. I'm no. like, I just want to tell me about the one that's got lettuce, tomato, and cheese on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's oh, all like, I want to know. Like,
1: that's why the correct burger is a parlor burger or a mats oh, juicy. God, right? God. that's I, what you get.
2: I really like smashed patties. Me too. Like those are my favorite, and it's so hard to actually the skirt like. Is so good find people reviewing just like smash patties
1: i know because so many people look down on smash burgers no nope no i'm i don't want your giant plug of boomer meat absolutely not that's disgusting <laughs> don't give me your great meat.
0: ryan now i'm thinking
1: about a meat plug that's what it is look <laughs> at it if you ever take the patty off one of these giant burgers it's just like a meatball <laughs> inside of a bun it's stupid
0: i mean I, um, those can be good eating a cheese pizza
1: so this is the thing is like as compared to like a pepperoni or a sausage or mm-hmm. something Well, then you're throwing in another variable variable. because you can easily, like, you can find, like, good cheese. But when you cook cheese, cheese becomes cheese for the most part. Chuck E. Cheese aside, because they have found a way to make cheese terrible. Um, (laughs) Don't tell Modi. Yeah, but, like, this is the thing is every single pizza needs cheese, sauce, dough. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to your meats and stuff... You can easily mess around with your pepperonis. You can get like a different kind of spicy pepperoni. You can get a softer pepperoni. You can get a harder pepperoni. There's different kinds of pepperonis. Different kinds of salamis. Different kinds of sausage. Mm-hmm. Sausage, I do not touch. I love so, pizza. Well, no, the, I love it. But okay. whenever I'm finding a new, re, a new restaurant, yeah. I will absolutely never touch a sausage pizza because there are a million kinds of sausages, like Italian oh, sausages. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's such a vague term. What?
0: Well, it's like saying crust. I'm like, you could make something that resembles. Exactly. with, like, not only just variations of ingredients, but completely different ingredients. You can
1: also make a sausage own the show on a pizza. Oh, yeah. Like, you could easily just oh, sure. have a sausage blow out the rest of the pizza, and then you're like, wow, this is great. And then you're just judging the sausage. Right. And then that sausage is from some random meat market that they do not own. But the thing is with... And will change. With, with dough, sauce, and cheese, yeah. with those three, those are things that every single pizza needs. Yeah. And if you are able to make one of those become the star of the show, then you've now made an incredible pizza. Like, Doge Pizza has the best garlic sauce I've ever tasted. Like, it is so good. It's a nice, thin, crust. Oh, Doge Pizza... Chef's kiss. They're fantastic.
2: And they're very.
1: They're so very cheap. Nice. And they're very nice. And uh, it's a pair of Iraqi brothers that own it. Nice. So they're open every holiday.
0: Every <laughs> holiday they're open. It's great. I <laughs> That's, love them. Yeah, that would have been very useful. We had dinner on Christmas Day in Florida and it was tough.
1: Oh, yeah. No, oh, Christmas yeah. Day we were going to have uh, Doge Pizza, but we ended up not. But that gotcha, yeah. We had too much to eat for actual dinner, but fair enough. I always like prepare just in case, like Doge pizza or like Chinese food. Like, i gonna have a Jewish Christmas just in case. A
0: Jewish Christmas that's a deeply actually, no, that's not even that troubling. that makes no sense. That, that
1: is a real thing. It's a it's an actual thing in the Jewish community. It's a Jewish Christmas, Is you get Chinese food and you go see a movie. Like, that's what you do on a Jewish Christmas, fair because okay, nothing's open and you, you don't want to open up your business because your business is just gonna lose money. So you go to the Chinese restaurant, and you get a movie, and you go watch a movie.
0: Like, that sounds good to me.
1: That's a really fun holiday. Jewish Christmas is my favorite holiday. Because <laughs> it is a day in which I can do nothing. It is absolutely fantastic. Okay, Walter, so check. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Anyway, so let's move on to World Cup of Cars. Um That's indeed. So World Cup of Cars, we are moving to group uh E semifinals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and group, er, this is still quarter? quarters. quarters, quarters. Still quarters. Second group so, of quarters. Yeah. Quarter finals, group E. We have the Pegaso Z102 representing Spain versus Japan's LFA. Oh, no. This is awful. This is not the mix I wanted. Eh, because, no, this is the thing. An LFA is a modern Pegaso when you look at what they are technologically. True. The Pegaso was the peak of 1950s technology. And the LFA is the peak of modern tech, or of 2010s
0: technology. Other than the single clutch transmission, because DCTs were around for years before this came out, anyway. But they did it because of lightweight. Okay, yes, you you are correct. However, only one of these has a manual transmission. Yes, that is true. That
1: is Pegaso. And only one of these has an extensive racing pedigree, which is also the Pegaso. Also one is a Pegaso. And yeah, one is a Pegaso. Would you uh, look at that? We will just need Janice take here real quick. This is the L- this is the LFA. Mm-hmm. The Lexus like hypercar. It's the ultimate Lexus. This is the Pigaso. It's a Spanish Ferrari
0: beater. With like a, inboard disc brakes, five speed transmission, overhead cam engine. It's
1: super cute. It's got a good name. Pegaso. Pegaso. This
0: is That's what I would name a cat if I lived in Italy. Yeah. I think if I
1: Get a cat that's not gonna be named Mike the Liar. Um, I'm gonna name him Picasso. That's <clears> a great <throat> name for a cat. You're right. So the next one, this is the one we're going to step in. Um, it's going to be Canada versus Morocco, which is Canada being represented by the Fargo Power Wagon. Oh yeah. Uh, versus the Moroccan Dacia Sandero. <laughs> Let me
0: just bring them up real quick. Yes. <laughs> okay. So,
1: These are both knockdown kits. Which I think is funny, because every other country has actual cars, That these were actually made and had unique parts on them. Mm-hmm. So you have the Moroccan Dacia, which is, you know, great news, or the yeah. Dacia Sandero, or the Fargo Power
0: Wagon. Powell, it has a way better story. Yeah, Sparkle right. Power Wing. Yes,
1: also, yeah. Okay, so Morocco, you are done.
0: Like, wait, I gave you licensing rights to that? Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now we can't make one. This truck is just Lucasfilm.
1: Exactly, yes. Uh next will be Group G, which is another very good uh a co- uh, very good competition. The Opala. Chevy Opa oh, versus yes. I remember versus the Opala. versus the Monteverdi High Speed. Oh man. I. Both of these are cars that use American powertrains that are from other nations. I'm going to go with the Opala, because the Opala has
0: a racing pedigree. And you could get it in a four-door with the SS yeah. at the same time.
1: Well, you could get a high-speed four-door as well.
0: Yeah, but it didn't look as good.
1: Yeah, you're right. So, uh, we'll seen Jan's take as well. The Chevrolet Opala, which was like a Brazilian like miniature muscle car. Versus a Monteverdi High Speed, which is a Swiss actual like What's, GT oh, car. It's a cool. front engine, engine Pantera.
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I want to go with the Swiss car, but I got to go with Brazil.
0: They're I should sure. have pulled up a photo of the SS, but I just grabbed the first one.
1: Yeah, no, you grabbed the Wikipedia one. But yeah, the SS is there. That, that, there that's many, a modified SS. They did this SS. in a, yeah.
0: a four-door as well, though.
1: Yeah, that, that's really rad. That you can, that's, Other than the lowering kit, that's mostly factory stuff, too. Oh, yeah. wait, that's another
2: picture of the Swiss car? Opala. No, this
1: is the, that's the Opala. This is the Swiss car. Okay. And then this is the Opala high trim. It's a the tea. Opala, yeah, Opala, no question. All right, there yeah, we go. the whew. Chevy Opalas. Actually, I kind of want one. I could feasibly drive. They're one
0: probably from... not expensive either.
1: They are one of the only cars that are sought after by um, like Brazilian car enthusiasts. that are domestic. Like it's a, it's like that. And like the Volkswagen Puma. Like are they Brazilian cars that are actually sought after collectors? But yeah, you can. They made enough of them where they're still cheap. Thank God.
0: So I'm looking for a decent photo of one of the next contenders here. The Katanka Auto?
1: <laughs> just <laughs> no, click the, on the link.
0: I did. I, I pulled that one up already. So just Group for...
1: H is Ghana's <clears throat> Katanka Auto, which is Ghanaian domestically made cars. And
0: that is the only photo that exists of it ever.
1: Yeah. Um, or the Hyundai Pony.
0: Well, this is a tough one.
1: I mean, the, the reason <clears throat> we ended up with this is the EFA Ideal sadly got beaten out again. It's been robbed twice I, have, I feel
0: so bad for the F Ideal. Well, yeah, but it's like the Zamiad losing this year. Just just try it. it. Just try it next time. It's no, fun.
1: yeah, it's always got next time. But like the F Ideal is, um, it was an ad- adorable little car, but the Hyundai Pony was just a little bit better. And the Katanka Auto. We spent some
0: time on that one, yeah. The Katanka
1: Auto is somehow <clears throat> the UMM, which.
0: It looks like a first gen QX56 and a first gen Pilot were just kind of shoved together into a Wishosphere. And then this. Birthed like Terminator style out of it.
1: That That is accurate, yeah. Also, Katanka, they made the um, Ghanaian military mechs. Those were cool. The witches, so we found photos the of those. Thing, oh, also, if you go to the Katanka automobile uh, Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. they have separate pages for all the different cars. So I think that's the.
0: Nik- Do Nik- Nik- I want the Nikumide. Nakumide. Nakumide.
1: Yeah, that's the one you're looking at.
0: Oh god, they've had several generations of this thing.
1: Yes, <sighs> and there were knockdowns of. Uh, oh, it's Chinese. not a Ford Explorer;
0: it's a Fode Explorer. A Fode Explorer, yes, <clears throat> which is also called a Force One. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm not voting for that. Okay, so it is definitely the Pony's winning. The Hyundai Pony. The Pony. Yep. Okay. The pony. Cool. The Pony has won. Yes, the Hyundai Pony, which is adorable in every way. Yep, and had a good-looking four-door variant. Yes, it did, and a good the concept okay. as well, so next time we'll be doing semis next time we'll be semis yes okay
1: all right so
0: all right the first first topic? story so i was watching god i don't know some youtube tangent a month ago and the museum where mm-hmm. the futura is my grandfather's car yes. you're obviously very well aware of this that jeff lane of the lane motor museum has some really really quirky stuff and I had found a really unknown YouTuber that hadn't done like the typical walk through the museum, but he met up with Jeff and he went through like the really bowels of downstairs. And he's like, What is the most interesting stuff you have? Oh, I've heard of this. So this is already an interesting car. It's Attraction of All, 1938. Yeah. But this is called a gasogene. Yes. It was a very, very short lived retrofit kit that was done to cars yes. because of wartime gasoline unavailability, essentially. Yep. So, what this is two enormous coal reduction tanks on either front fender mm-hmm. that took 30 minutes to start up and would only get you about 60% of the power of an already very underpowered car. Yes. But it would let you actually drive on coal cool. fumes. Yes. Injected into the carburetor, yep, so it 's fascinating yes it 's called a gasogene. that was the company 's name, and yeah, essentially it just it gets like superheated coal dust yeah to combust, and the the off gas from that is combustible itself, so you can put it into an internal combustion engine, and like, and they were wildly unreliable and unsafe really terrible they only made 120 total gasoline conversions. and most of them lit on fire <clears throat> yeah. yes because i watched the same video actually on my own okay good independently
1: because like, i think i shared on like the bat back end could um, be i'm not sure but but it no, was... i watched it on my own and i think that's how i discovered it but yeah no it was like a very cursed vehicle mm-hmm. oh it yeah. was terrible just yeah, awful no, this
0: is like the peak of like french engineering but it was better than walking in some cases
1: yeah that's true. I mean, Sometimes, some cases. but yeah. to, a, to a degree, it is marginally better than locking.
0: It is. It is rare to find one of these intact, and even the one that Lane has, it, the system has been obviously disconnected, and it's running on gasoline again because the, the um, I don't know what the rationing that was yeah. very short lived at the time. So. Yeah.
1: The, well, because yeah. France
0: uh, didn't last long in the World War Two. Um, yeah, it's weird how that works. Um, they kind of got steamrolled. <clears throat> I think
1: it's actually really funny about this. Not okay. funny, but funny. Not funny, France uh, huh,
0: funny. interesting had
1: the most OP tanks in World War like prior to World War 2 okay like any French tank would destroy a Tiger in any way okay and the only reason they lost is because Germany had so many more tanks Ah, like France had like a handful of extremely great tanks where like if you play like War Thunder or something you're getting like your ass kicked like if there's a French tank if you see like AMX on the screen mm-hmm. like it, it, like if, if like your tank commander ID's the tank and it tells you what the tank is because that's actually a cool thing in War Thunder is the quality of your tank commander will tell you the, like instead of saying there's a tank ahead of you, it will tell you what it is if it's I watched enough.
0: Seth review that game and it's intense
1: it's a really good game you have to like
0: study weak points in the tank yeah. to be able to kill somebody yeah, it's it, it's a free <clears> game <throat> as well so it's very fun and I believe you. by playing combat
1: on VR sounds like a blast I need to try that at your house Sure. on your VR right Yeah. Um, but anyway, so
0: biplane VR, that sounds intense. It, it is
1: biplane like dog fighting in VR sounds like the be- highest form
0: of gaming. I don't have a joystick, but yeah, other than that, it sounds pretty good. Um, you don't
1: need a joystick. You do just you have a yeah, controller. Yeah. A little controller. Okay. But anyway, so, um, yeah, it's like French tanks like are very OP and they'd like, they had all these like weird designs, right? They had like tires, mm-hmm. like solid rubber tires. So you could go faster on the road. Okay. And like, but they're like fine. Like, they don't get like stuck in the mud that much. And there's roads everywhere in France, so it's sure. like, of course, we'll just have solid rubber tires. And they can't shoot them out.
0: Did it have a wine bottle holder inside? Yeah, probably. Okay,
1: good. Like, they're just very fascinating. But was yeah. it a gasogene? No. Okay. Um, but I just think it was very fascinating that France <sighs> like had like a bunch of really cool technology and then just got like creamed <laughs>
0: like, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. For all the wrong
1: reasons. Like this, they got creamed just because they. They're like, ah, we've made a perfect tank. And we don't like, need very many of how these. Many, how many tanks did you make? We made eight.
0: Oh. It should be good. There's
1: 80 Panzer twos coming at you. What are you going to do about that? And they're like, oh, huh. <laughs> Get to my wet cloth. Though. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, France is a very fascinating country. And the Gazagine, uh it really, like, it's, that fits it, in very well. It is innovative with thinking. France. Yes. That, make, that fits in very well with pre-war France. Oh, my God. Um, So, China's tiny, adorable, and cheap, and shockingly more practical higher-market cabrio version uh, of the Wuling Hong Kong Mini EV has gone on for sale, and it looks adorable, and it's like $14,000. Look how great this is. It
0: is. It's great. Fully charged in yeah, a segment on this, and sorry, this is a leftover topic from back when no, I was No, I kept this on
1: because I was actually going to put this in. Um, um, this is wonderful. I love this. It's so stinking cute.
0: It is really adorable. It is like three times the price of the hardtop one, but they've made a significant amount dollars. of improvement. I it's know. It's only $14,000. I know, but the base years. one's only like 4000
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want a base.
0: <clears throat> No, this one's better. This one is yeah, better. this would be better. Um, Mainly, like the, the touch points have been significantly improved.
1: Yeah, the other car's $4,000 and new. So, and EV. None of that sounds Beauty. good. Beauty.
0: But it is still limited to the same, like, I think this can go 50 miles an hour, but obviously they're city cars. Uh, But yeah, the Wuling Mini EV Cabrio is really, really adorable.
1: I feel like if this could go faster than 50, if this could go like 80. Yeah. Now, if this could go 90, like a Fiat 500 electric, I'd... 88? Yeah, 89. <laughs> you got up to 89 with, very briefly.
0: With the 17-inch wheels, it would do 89. Yes.
1: <clears throat> this would be something I'd be interested <laughs> in
0: driving. I know, right? Driving. I'm like, like, right now it's a liability. You can't drive it on our roads because it's too slow. But yeah, if it at least had the ability to get out of somebody's way... I
1: don't know. I'd, and in Christmas, I drove from St. Paul to Northeast Minneapolis. Fine. If you
0: only drive this in the winter, you would be No, fine. no, no.
1: Well, I drove from St. Paul to Northeast Minneapolis yeah. to Bloomington using just side roads because I wanted to see if I sure. could. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you can and do it. Yeah, I did.
0: And it was actually more enjoyable. You could have driven on the main roads because people are so bad at driving and weather; they drive slower than this thing's top speed. Yes.
1: But <clears throat> I actually was able to have an enjoyable driving experience on side roads hmm. with my Fiat going under 50 miles an hour. So yeah, like, that was fine. But Sorry. it would
0: have been just as enjoyable in a Wuling Mini EV convertible, probably. W-
1: Wuling Hangqing. That's
0: yeah. the name. It's
1: a Wuling Hangqing.
0: Hangquing. Sorry.
1: It was misspelled in in our show notes. Mm, but I didn't type that part. Well, I mean, oh, is the the inside EV uh,
0: URL is incorrect. That's oh. Because they spelled
1: it Q-U-A-N-G, which would be Chang. Guang.
0: Appears shows going, so it must just be a font thing with Google. No, nope.
1: no, nope. it's definitely not a font thing. It's the URL ah. that they
0: wrote. Well, I'm glad the URL worked anyway.
1: Yeah, it was just incorrectly written on gotcha. there. Gotcha. Anyway, gotcha. Anyway, smashing.
0: Uh, yep. So that we won't get that, by the way. Um, that's not I correct. want it, but I can't get it. Correct. Story of most things we have. Okay, okay, okay. Something. Uh, it's all EV. That's all we talk about. That's fine. So, Actually, I'm, <clears> no,
1: I have one not EV project. <laughs> we, we, are, <laughs> we are sandwiching EVs with great classic car. Perfect. News. That's kind of what
0: we're known for, right? Yes. Uh, so... Before the Ionic 5N gets officially announced, which will have identical specs to this, at least we have some details on the new powertrain. Mm -hmm. So the EV6 GT Uh is the first US-bound product that has this new powertrain. So it's still a dual motor, still has the same long-range battery pack, but it has the ability to dump a lot more current in and out of the battery, essentially, to that rear motor. So 576 horsepower. I like
1: that's that's a real drive.
0: Well, it is all-wheel drive, but the bias is, it's now like, it's not 5149, it's like 70% rear. It's it's a fascinating car, and how it's positioned, this thing's only real competition, the EV6 anyway, is the Taycan GTS. Yes. Which is interesting. I mean, obviously that's a much more upmarket vehicle, but this also doesn't have a transmission, which makes it better. Uh, the stitching is green, so that's nice, because every Porsche like product with green stitching uh, is constantly in for service for a replacement battery pack, because they all sucked. Hmm. Um, but yeah, apparently the the steering feel is improved, the seats are like sport seats. I mean, they, they look like Recars, but I'm sure they're not. So, I mean, this the fact that anyone can just go have one of these is going to, I think, really loop a lot more kind of fringe and daily enthusiasts into EVs. Because this product is like Objectively good. Forty thousand dollars cheaper than a Taycan GTS and, and it objectively is objectively good. good. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's a good vehicle. Like why why anyone would buy a Tesla when this exists is completely unfathomable to me.
1: Yeah, no, Tesla definitely has their Model <clears throat> T moment right now.
0: Like, where the, they just the like, world got caught completely pants down by EGMP and the Koreans. Yep, you're right. Uh but so, i want the Ionic five N.
1: Uh apparently. Semi-related Asian EV news. Sure. Uh, Darren drove a uh, IMAEV. Nice. And he said they are hilarious. I bet. That is his it's a lightweight said, rear-wheel drive. Yeah. He said uh, his experience driving one was he used half of the battery pack or half half of the range doing donuts in a parking lot in dry weather. Nice. Uh, and then he said it, it is objectively a terrible vehicle to drive. But he's like, I am very well-versed in terrible vehicles. I own several I've Darren. of them. Yeah, that's correct. And he said, yeah, no, this would... He's like, this is definitely a car I'd get one of my friends to buy. So there you go. That's you know he's going to end up with one now. No, though. he's not. But <laughs> because he, he, there's a certain level of car where, like, it, it is... We, he's discovered that his limit <clears throat> is the... Ryan, uh, Yugo. did you tell him about the Australian tuning community? Yes, we did have a conversation Okay, good. That. Apparently the American I might have. Uh, is what It's like one or two inches larger in every dimension. It's a completely different vehicle.
0: Oh man!
1: No, but it's like you now, like Fiat Five Hundred taillights look identical to European ones, but they do not fit.
0: Yeah, they do. They just don't. They're not electrically compatible. No, the uh, like if you wanted the ones that, that will fill the little fill-ins, they fit just fine. That is not electrically compatible. No, the
1: the there's a the. Like two thousand thirteen, like my not two thousand nine. Right. I, so
0: like you're talking about the twenty nineteen and up LED. No, Euro no, 2000, or? like like fifteen?
1: Oh. Whenever they did their mid model update in Europe. Well they did that was when we
0: got the five hundred. It was our
1: body style, but before they did the new body style. Anyway, yeah, so Fiat five hundred has a tail light that doesn't fit. But it's like that where it's like everything looks the exact same but it's slightly bigger for
0: America. Are you talking about So the that?
1: iMaev is slightly different? okay then I, i'm surprised that it's like a different
0: ones. size and everything though yeah so these that normally have their body color insert i think so yeah yeah,
1: yeah the, the, those do not they
0: physically screw in the 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 um body control module just can't interface with it huh um i was but, lied to them the yeah Fiat no form. they fit they fit okay
1: well anyway so um oops yeah this. with the i <laughs> apparently everything is like one inch bigger <laughs>
0: Like, it's just like, like, even, like, the CV axles, like, aren't compatible because every, of okay. Everything's bigger on the body. So you can't use any of the cool, like, go-fast well, parts? I, th- then? I think the CV axles
1: might be the same. Okay. But, like, the whole body is different. Okay. I just think that's interesting. I don't think
0: it makes any problem. No wonder Mitsubishi doesn't have any money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, like yeah, let's, let's, on what planet was this a reasonable idea? This
0: car we're going to sell 15 of. Yeah, let's just...
1: No, make... they were totally delusional. They were planning to sell 90,000 a year here yes <laughs> <laughs> what
0: <laughs> i don't think they sold 90,000 cars in 10 years
1: in, in 2016 they sold less than 50 There was less than one sold per state in the united
0: states that's incredible what the what like, i'm in mitsubishi
1: what planet did that make sense on did they have anybody like mitsubishi they... is
0: the car company that doesn't have anyone in their family to tell them no
1: Mitsubishi, I genuinely don't think like they just like make decisions. They're like, you know what? People like this in Japan clearly in a place where everything is a thousand
0: miles away.
1: No, no, no. They're, they're, we wa- where they're like, gonna want the exact same
0: car. Hey, this sells well in a developed country. Let's sell this in another developed country. It will sell well. Yeah, that was the entire logic of the entire global market decision they made. No,
1: that's exactly it. It's like it's like <clears> bringing <throat> the Pontiac Montana to Germany. But like the thing is, is like. If Pontiac hinged their entire future on the Pontiac Montana selling in Germany, like that's the difference.
0: <laughs> like, you know, there's like five people in Germany that would be mega jazzed. Yeah, about a Pontiac it, Montana. They,
1: they brought it there, but Pontiac also did not. They were realistic and said, yeah, this is not going to be our future. We're going to try and see if we can get some extra sales out of this. But I've like, never seen a minivan do that before. Maybe yeah. It's
0: not really a minivan.
1: Yeah, no, the Mitsubishi just did their thing. Anyway, let's talk about uh, EV minibus startups right. in uh, Nigeria because I talked about that last episode. Indeed. Thinking I'd already mentioned it. Right, cool. All so right. there's this company called Phoenix Renewables. Okay. Um, and they convert minibuses and vanigans to EV power with like a 30 minute charge time, like to go from zero to fully charged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's run by a 29-year-old Nigerian entrepreneur named Mustafa Gajiba.
0: As long it, as he's not a prince.
1: He No, he's a real dude. Okay, good. But <clears throat> he's 29 years old and runs an EV startup in Nigeria
0: that's successful. That's incredible. Maybe he's going to be the guy that figures out tuk-tuks.
1: They have solar on the roof. Yeah. No, he just converts existing vehicles by throwing solar panels on the roof and, like, putting rechargeable batteries in him and, like, he gets, takes 30 minutes to recharge them, and he can drive them all day It's like, a minibus. <laughs> That's really cool. And he even has his own car that he's making. Um,
0: Is that the second link? Uh,
1: this, mm, no. the, these, are, no, these are just two links to the same story. That was okay. one in case you want to see the video.
0: I'm playing it. It's great. Um,
1: he is actually making an entire prototype I think it's towards the end you'll see the prototype if you just want to like fast forward like three quarters of the way through
0: I'm really fascinated by all of this
1: yeah no it's very fascinating I love the African e v market this is my new favorite niche in like the car world um
0: because these people have they've figured out the real sticking points that like no enthusiast in the United States has bothered to deal with yet no like just are... like an off-the-shelf motor that just has a flange on it where you can bolt it to things
1: what what africa <clears> offer is <throat> is they have a automotive universe that is completely separate from ours it's fully developed yeah and they're just like going from the start making these wild cool evs and so he's even made his own uh prototype from the ground up that's and the it's end like, of the video i don't know Oh, go, go, no, go back to the video. Go back to the video. Go back to the, or maybe it's the other one.
0: No, is this video. There was a five go, minute video on this one.
1: Uh, try the five minute video. Uh, and then go like halfway through. Oh, oops.
0: I think this is it. I remember all these tuk-tuks. tuk-tuk-s. But, oh, here oh, we go. Oh yeah, they're this is an Eagle it. Hammerhead eye thrust. It
1: looks like cross between that, a Changling, the Mecca, and a Toyota Kijang.
0: They're using cardboard CAD, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah, it's very interesting
1: what they're making.
0: Um, I just need AliExpress to come out with cheaper, reasonable output motor and motor controller kits because, like, once that kind of thing is solved, and like that looks like that's what he's got. Yeah, pretty much. So I just I want to know what that motor
1: is. He's um, what he's done. Oh, look at that! There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you know when we were like all kids, like I'm gonna design a car. He just did. He literally just didn't stop, and he just moved forward with it. Made, and made in Nigeria,
0: car. prototype. Look at those turn signals; it's
1: amazing. Yeah, no, it's really wild that he made this vehicle on his own. And like, you don't understand, like this guy's twenty nine. Made this, like, made a functioning car from nothing in his garage as a prototype to be used as a bus. That's really cool that he's made that. Hmm. And I just think that this guy is absolutely fascinating.
0: He's a mad lad.
1: Yeah, no, he's great. Like he, he's like. Literally saving the world just doing these small, stupid little things. And it's like, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. But if you think about this, like, each tuk tuk he takes off the road is the equivalent of 10 Jeeps. And they're not being used for like an enthusiast. I love the front end. I know, right? It's a very cursed front end. Wow. But like, each vehicle that he takes off the road is not an enthusiast vehicle. These are just shitbox cars he's taking off the road. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there it is, functional, like driving around, like. He's even got it painted and stuff. There's a solar panel, a gigantic solar panel on the roof, which is a No, that was the back end. Oh, that was the back end. That was the back oh, wow, end. It wasn't even the roof.
0: <clears throat> no, it's I'm sure covered. it has solar on the roof too. Yeah, but... of
1: course. It's just covered in solar panels. But yeah, I think that this is just the most fascinating thing in the world or just like these people in like Africa making
0: EVs, like yeah. home rooted well, EVs. It makes perfect sense. I mean, they don't have fuel In for. I mean they do, but like in rural Nigeria, you can't just go to your local gas station. No, so like, it's even if you have rural a car, Nigeria yeah.
1: and Elko, Minnesota, are two different
0: places Correct. in the world.
1: Yep, but, um, but, like if you, but yeah, here he is driving his evil eye hammer, eye
0: thrust, impressive dude. Yeah, but if you go if you go to the store once a week or something like that, this is just sitting there with panels on all the time in a center center country. It'll have a full charge. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And right. those
0: are lithium iron sulfate batteries too. I think, but there so. it is. That, that's oh, outside man. of it. Wow.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, it definitely looks like. The Eagle Eye Hammer Thrust Jeff, like mm-hmm. Toyota Kijang, and a Changli Nemeca. You put those three together, and this is what you get. All right. I
0: I'm, think I'm that about
1: it. This guy's cool as hell. Because <laughs> you know what? I've never designed a
0: car from no. the ground up. God, I he haven't did. either. He did. I guess my grandpa did, but I have not.
1: No, you haven't. Yeah, he made one. Yep.
0: Very, very customized one. Super custom.
1: Yeah, and I got to watch the uh, Chasing Classic Cars episode. Of that. I have that one saved. And it was... Very funny because of just the cursed stuff that his mechanic had to deal with. It was very funny. It was totally the bike me. chain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was very funny. Yep. Now I remember. I'm
0: talking about that one. I'm like, well,
1: it works, I guess, yep. technically. I love the right. chain
0: repair kit under the driver's seat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly he bought and put there many moons ago. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. All right all right, all right. all right. Let's see here. Uh, oh God, I forgot about this. Okay. Just I should have done this with my last topic. Why would anyone buy a Tesla? when you could get an EGMP Kia Hyundai product. So there is now a new base model, model 3 and Y, <laughs> still not as cheap as the promised $35,000 price tag which they achieved for like a week once that we talked about years ago. Yeah, they did. And they've cut the battery and they've cut the interior quality and they've moved all the buttons into the like everything. There's no stocks anymore. It's bad. It is it's so don't buy a Tesla. You, Tesla values, are through the floor right now, too, because of Musk. Everything yeah. is just fantastic. I hope the company gets so bad where Musk has to leave.
1: No, this company is, like, totally cursed. And I've been it's, saying this for years. I just want, like
0: Their charging infrastructure needs to live. So whatever that entails, living on, great. Just do that.
1: Yeah. Just, the company no.
0: as it, it lives right now needs to stop.
1: No, it's, it's it, it, Elon Musk is, like I said, he's, I call him chaotic good, but I don't say that in a good way. Like he's not actively trying to make the world a worse place. Like his ultimate end goal is to have EVs and have us to be a multiplanetary species, but he's doing it in the worst possible way. He's just like he's he never just puts a away the troll. No, he doesn't. He's just a total lunatic. Like he's not a good person. Um, Correct. But and like that's the thing is like when you have a Tesla, you are directly tying yourself to a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Like. It's not like haha cute, he's just a eccentric billionaire. No, he's mentally unwell, correct. This isn't normal people things to do, like eccentric billionaires are like Richard Branson, that's oh, an yeah. eccentric billionaire, yeah, Elon Musk is a dickhead,
0: yep, correct. and he's mentally unwell, and he doesn't live up to his word on Twitter when he makes a poll. yeah, see he's still on Twitter, isn't it wild? No, oh, these photos aren't even correct. This is an old one. But yeah, stocks.
1: Th- this is this is dumb and bad and it, not good. Yeah, the, no, the give product, me a Chinese E V please.
0: The model three and Y became irrelevant when the legislation passed for EV tax credit junk. Yeah. And it became even more irrelevant with EGMP cars being delivered in mass. Now it's even more irrelevant because they've made the product worse.
1: So this is another thing that's going on here. You remember how you've always complained about Fiat five hundreds looking the same forever? I've never complained about that. Oh, you said that they just—I said like that's why the they didn't sell. Yeah, wait, well, this can happen to Tesla because this is a long-in-the-tooth
0: design. Oh my god! Well, they have got way too many apologists, so yeah, but the brand like, still has cachet right now. Like that was the thing. It's slipping. Oh, good.
1: Like a lot. Good. Like you see, apologists like even the apologists like piss jugs. Okay. He's into Rivian. I saw R one R for the first time. R one what? The truck.
0: R1T? R1, no,
1: no, R1S. R1S the SUV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant looking.
0: It's I didn't realize it was like 18 inches shorter than the pickup. So much better than the pickup. Yeah.
1: Infinitely better. Like, wow, what a vehicle. But anyway, uh I want to talk about classic car bargains cuz
0: Yeah, please. The Tesla I do about Tesla. Tesla, Tesla we've ta- this is the thing. Is you show me bad EV stuff, I show you mm-hmm. good EV stuff. Yeah, but I also bring up all the Kia junk. So I mean, that stuff's good.
1: Yes. But I also show you great <clears> things coming from Africa, which are good EVs. Uh, am I talking talk, talk okay. about is yes. classic car bargain, bargains. 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 Yep. Let's talk about bargains. bargains. Um, <laughs> any post-war Rambler. Okay. They're all very cheap and very good. Like, if you want to get yourself into classic car ownership, Eight
0: grand. okay, you
1: get, like, classic Ramblers. This is the way to do it. So, like, so Rambler existed like they were re- they were brought back from the dead in 1958 and existed until 1966 mm-hmm. which is kind of a golden era for American car design for like looks because um if you look at there's I believe there's a yeah let's take a look at the 61 Rambler Classic Super Cross Country wagon the one that's active right now yeah that one that's active right now um because if you look at this this is a 3 on the tree inline six rear wheel drive wagon. Yeah. That I think has it might have limited slip, but they had an option for it. No, this one does not have limited slip, but they were optional to have it. Um But this is the thing. Look how good that looks.
0: I like Look the at back end. The yeah. Awesome,
1: yeah, the back end's incredible. It's got a sick dashboard. Um and it's got 195.6 cubic inch in line. Six.
0: 195.6. What is that in metric?
1: Uh, it makes It's like a totally round number in metric. OK. <laughs> it's like one 95.6 <laughs> uh, cubic two liters. Uh, it is a 3.2 liter. <laughs> it is ah OK. Almost exactly 3.2 liters.
0: That's 52. got it
1: yeah. Uh So it's a 3.2 liter inline six. But it's got three-speed manual transmission. Nice. Also, this inline six is as reliable as sunrise. They even came with aluminum block variants.
0: Damn. Yeah, they
1: had, like, really, really cool, like, little designs here. They just, like, kind of relate to the party with V8s. Like, they made some, but, like, that's fine. But, like, Golden Age American styling for cheap. Huge take rate on wagons. That inline six is as reliable as the Sunrise. They had super cool knockdown kits that had their own unique styling. <laughs> the parts of availability is hit and miss... With some of these, like this Rambler wagon that I'm showing you, mm-hmm. uh, you can find pretty much every part like available aftermarket, but there's some cars that are not a little bit... Like, if you like an ambassador, it'll be a little bit more difficult to find. Okay. Uh, also, yes, Torque Tube, which is very cool. I
0: was noticing, damn.
1: Yeah, um, and they are forever cheap, forever. They're never going to be appreciating in value. You can own this for the rest of your life and love it and not feel bad about using it hmm. like it's a permanent E21 effect. Oh god, okay. So like but imagine if like the E21 existed
0: in a bubble mm-hmm. and then but like its competitors were better. Like, you had the E21, no, no. but you also had a 190. Rambler is an E21 where there was never an E30. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so it's just a mediocre product. That's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it never had anything to live up to after the fact. Yeah, right? and
1: so. that, that's kind of what Rambler was. And I mean that in a good way, because, like, these are still very cool cars. Like, because they're pretty light. They're really small. They did have some with V8s. The 6 is great. The 50s styled ones had, like, pin and bodywork. Damn. Yeah, they're really cool, cheap cars, and I highly recommend it looks them. They look small, too, which I like. Yeah, they are small. Like, with the exception of the Rambler Marlin, which is huge. Like, it's insane. It's somehow bigger than a Charger. I don't know how you roll bigger <laughs> than a Charger, but they are. But if you get something like like a Rambler Rebel, if you go back to the brand trailer page, there's this really cool two-tone pink Rambler Rebel, Rebel that sold last year. Um... For, like, $23,000, this is, like, the peak of Ramblers. Like, this is the most desirable one with a V8, three-speed manual, push-button gear selection, two-tone pink, with, like, an incredible interior design. Like, yeah, this is, like... Like, this is the absolute peak of what Rambler values are. Is like, $23,000. So, if you think about that, you know, for... ten to twenty thousand dollars you can or five to twenty thousand dollars you can get yourself a very solid functioning good classic american car Mm -hmm. that's cool looking and fun to drive like and i'll get you back to the if you think about yeah exactly if you think about (laughs) that price point though but i mean like think of that sub twenty thousand dollar price point what you're looking to buy oh yeah like if you want something that's other than like if you want something that's older than 20 years old You're really
0: coming up short with like a lot of garbage. Yeah. Like it's, you can have. There's nothing you would want to own that you could afford.
1: No, you can get like super lucky, like we did with the Buick. Mm -hmm. You could get a basket case of like a Dodge Dart, or you can get any Rambler.
0: True. (laughs) Take your pick.
1: Like I would take the any Rambler because this would be, you're going to get a good car, you're going to get the best Rambler for the price of the worst other car.
0: Even like, Oh, man. They've come up a little bit, though. Look, this one sold in 2017. It's about the same cleanliness as that other blue and white one that's listed right now. And this one only sold for $3,500. So
1: if you look at the styling... Yeah. Like, that's, like, definitely 1960s-styled, like... It was two years newer, yeah. Yeah, it was, but, like, that two years made a difference. Sure. Like, 63 Rambler, Rambler classic, like, definitely looked like a 60s car. Like, if you look at, like, a 65 Rambler American, it looks like a Dodge Dart. But if you... Look at the fifties ones, like they look like Bel Airs and stuff. Yeah. But they're like very cheap and like really unique looking and they had like really wild features. Like they had one they had a wagon in the fifties. It's a good start. Yeah, they had plenty of wagons. In the fifties they had a wagon with a retractable roof.
0: Like a like the middle piece? That, no,
1: like the wagon, the back part of the roof you could retract backwards and you would roll the window down into the tailgate. And that way if you need to haul something that oh, would otherwise require it's a truck an Envoy SUV but as a wagon. Mm. That's a brilliant vehicle. That and is... that's still under $20,000. That's very odd. They're really cool cars. Looks I... like these don't come up all that often. <clears throat> a lot of them are um they were never really like cared for. Sure. It was a disposable car. Yeah, it was a disposable car. Like a lot of people like it's, they, they aren't that common on branch art. I see them, you can find them on Facebook Marketplace fairly regularly. Ah,
0: that kind of car. It's
1: that kind of thing. Like, you just find them. Like, they're not like, this super... is your V6
0: SN95. Exactly. Got it.
1: It's like a V6 SN95, but imagine if they didn't make a V8 SN95.
0: And they made one as a wagon. Yeah.
1: Like, that's the thing. It's like, Rambler, this, yeah. Like,
0: M57 and it would be awesome.
1: Yeah, or you know that uh, from last episode, that half V8
0: LS thing would be great in any one of these. True. I was thinking about like to make it into what the wagon was in the 50s, which is a family road trip car. Yeah. Like turbo diesel. Yeah. Straight six turbo diesel. That'd be very cool. With a six speed.
1: Yeah, I think, and they just have so many cool, weird designs. Like, I'm really here for uh, Rambler, and I know with a lot of the cars from our Age becoming impossible to own, and these old 50s cars becoming more like you know affordable. Yeah, I think that this is a really good move to make. Would be honestly, something yeah, like it, it,
0: in that niche case which does exist. Yeah, of yeah. like you
1: want classic cars. It's a
0: great. It's a great deal because like, like nobody our age. Well, nobody our age can tell the difference between most fifties cars.
1: Yeah, well, even then you're still gonna get like. I would buy Rambler absolutely.
0: Right, but like, I'm saying like a 57 Nomad versus a 59 Rambler, like there's a huge value gulf there, and for yeah, a reason, but yeah. no
1: so Gen your average really is isn't going to know. Yeah. Like, well, also <clears throat> the thing is, is like what is a Nomad getting you that uh, Rambler is not for the most part?
0: A V8 maybe.
1: Yeah, and even then there's V8 options. Right, like you and can, I guarantee
0: there's parts to put V8s in any gar- straight six You can Rambler. probably
1: find a V8-swapped
0: Rambler for cheaper probably. Oh, than yeah. a not V8-swapped yeah. one. And that's the one I would start with. Yeah,
1: and so this is the thing. <laughs> is like I actually have like, had conversations with like some of my weirdo car friends where we talk about Ramblers. so are like, yeah, no, they're actually great cars. Like If you're into Volvo ownership, you should also consider Ramblers. Like, if you are somebody that's, like, into, like, your weirdo European cars that aren't, like, you're not just, like, a hype beast about, like, E92s or something. Oh,
0: God.
1: Like, if you're into, like, actually, like, into, like, old European cars, like, Ramblers are an American equivalent. They're really cool. They really floundered in the market because Rambler was in this space where they weren't directly competing with the big three, but they were competing with, like, Mercedes of that era. Hmm. Because, you know, like, Mercedes that era were not sure, necessarily sure, luxury. Sure, sure. But, like, you, you, people that would cross-shop a Rambler American would, like, be a Rambler American, like, a Ford Falcon, and a Mercedes, like, 190. Yeah, or, like, Ponton a 220. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a Fintail, even.
1: Yeah, like a Fintail or, like, a, a four-cylinder Mercedes. That's yeah, those,
0: I mean, shopping. they were economical commuter choices back in the 60s. Yeah. Like, they weren't... Status symbols. No, and that's what the like Mercedes and they're, and they're yeah.
1: just fine. And there's plenty of people that love cars like that. So there you I, go. they're very cool. So there you 60s go.
0: Sixties American V eight muscle car for ten grand.
1: <laughs> Incredible. So cheap. And you know what things would be? That car for ten grand, you're gonna have more car for ten grand than you're gonna get out of a thirty grand like Cornette.
0: Oh yeah. I mean this was twenty sixteen, but still I bet this car's hammered today maybe it'd still be less 12. than twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, twelve,
1: yeah. maybe thirteen. Yeah. But like still if And you, it's clean. Yeah. You get a good car. That's what I'm saying. It's like you get more car for ten grand than you would out of a thirty grand Dodge. Like it's great. They're absolutely fantastic cars. So there you go, Rambler. Nice. My top tip, that's what we're gonna end on. <laughs> oh, Jan, did you want to talk about your wheel Pokemons? No,
2: oh, you just wrote it. It's that's all I had to say about it. Is that they have car Pokemon now, or Pokemon with wheels?
0: Is it like televised, or is it part of the yeah. Go series? Yeah, tell
1: me about this. white
2: uh, it's uh, part of the Pokemon Violet versus Scarlet. The new Pokemon are cars.
0: They're car. Pokemon. I know nothing Can about. you
1: crawl inside of them? Non. No. Are they sentient? Yeah. Oh, Has there okay. been a car Pokemon like World War II? Is there a car Pokemon? Pokemon? Pope? No. What about Car Pokemon
0: 911?
2: No, it's not <laughs> oh. like the universe of cars. Oh, it's well, not just yet. Like,
0: Maybe it's in its infancy. Yeah.
2: No, they're weird. Like when you defeat, like I don't know. I'm not paying much attention to the storyline. I'm just doing my own thing in it right now.
0: Is it like Cars, where they put the eyeballs in the wrong place?
2: Sometimes. Oh.
0: Never see it in the windshield. Scott ruined that for me. Like, why? Why aren't the eyes the headlights? Like,
2: oh no, that's what they. Oh, they are. did
0: do right. that. Oh, they did no. No, they they did
1: originally, oh. and they prototyped the whole movie with like, headlights in the on like the headlights as the eyes. Oh, they should have done that. No, it's totally horrifying. Had oh, was it like gaping... the Sonic redo? thing? No, he had like the <laughs> gaping maw on its forehead where you like see into its brain. It was really horrifying.
0: <laughs> that's tremendous. And so I they... want to see that cut. Yeah. So then
1: they they like. <laughs> When they were making cars, to got like halfway through moving. They're like, we can't do this. This is horrifying. So they redesigned all the cars so the eyes were on the windshield because of that. Because you had this, like, you just look into it where its brain would be. It'd be Here horrifying. you go, Polygon. That's
0: and fantastic.
2: Game Freak keeps teasing this weird new engine Pokemon. But here's your best look. And it's, you can't Here, really I, see it. I got I got it, it. I got it, I got it. Um, which oh, what it, the hell? It did make it into the...
0: I can probably try to find it here.
2: Um, uh, Pokemon Scarlet, car go, Pokemon.
0: I'll pull up the image here on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is.
2: It's weird. I had to defeat this and I didn't like it at all. It was. It set me aback. I don't like the car Pokemon.
0: That's a horrifying Pokemon. Yeah, I don't like that. Nope, that's not nope. good. No, I'm going to take that off the screen. There we go. That, nope. it, that's like... It's... So on that nightmarish bombshell. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, it's like Metropolis. Mom. Bye. Oh <laughs> Enjoy your nightmares.